0: All right, welcome back to the Ohio podcast. I, I got to say, it's been difficult times because I've really enjoyed uh, talking to Paul and Joe. And we were hoping the Steelers' season would last forever and we would have, uh, you know, Steelers' games to talk about for all time. But it, it didn't happen. They lost to the Browns this past week. And, you know, Joe and Paul are, are even though. Joe's still wearing a Steelers shirt. He, we we all have various interests. And, you know, the Ohioans, a podcast that talks sports, but talks to all interests. And we're trying to find these other things we can talk about now that the season's over. And, you know, it's funny. When I knew Joe in college, Joe was theater guy. Now That doesn't mean Joe couldn't be a sports fan. But I don't know if I ever talked with Joe about sports. It's great. And uh, check out our old theater podcast. Joe can talk about his uh, background, and you can hear about then. But I wanted to talk a little bit about theater with Joe. Um, It's funny. I was in theater in high school. I did a little theater in college, and I've gotten away from the theater. I I, I don't think any ill of theater people or anything else. Really haven't done that much theater at all. And I'm talking about even going to the theater. So – I asked Joe to come on and talk to us a little bit about the theater and how you can get somebody like me interested and what's the easy, cheap way of going. So Joe knows this. And in case you guys don't know, I live in Columbus, Ohio, capital of Ohio. It's got a pretty good theater scene, um, Ohio theater, a couple Mm -hmm. of nice uh, theater places. I got to say, I'm a cheap guy. Uh, Nothing against my bosses, but I'm a journalist and journalists don't typically make a ton of money. So, I, I don't think I can go to the theater each weekend, but how do I dip my toe back in and without spaying an arm in the leg? Because I, I think my wife would kind of like this.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a challenging time to, uh, to be asking questions like that. And how do I get back in? Yes. Uh, it, but in some ways there actually might be a little bit more access right now. Um, okay. Given that uh, we're in the environment that we're in now with, uh, with COVID and all the restrictions that are going on, theater is one of the fields that I think is probably impacted most harshly because uh, the live experience and the collective experience is so much a part of what theater is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cause there's, there's all kinds of different scales of theater, because obviously you have you have Broadway, you have the West End, you have all of these major attractions and large scale events. But it scales all the way down to, you know, a handful of people in a room, one person standing up front and telling a story. Uh, that's still theater as well. But one of the things that makes theater possible is that sense of liveness and being in the same room with it uh uh there's a lot of different debate now uh and arguments back and forth certainly people who are taking advantage of technology and the uh the communication opportunities that there are in 2021 with things like what we're doing right now to be able to have a a a, a live experience where we're communicating one with another uh it is live but it is not present i think we both would would admit that it'd be a lot better and a, we'd feel a lot more connected if you and i were sitting in the same room having coffee together right but right. if we were each having this cup of coffee it's a different experience than me sitting in my my house in uh, Jackson, Mississippi, capital of Mississippi, and you in Columbus, Ohio, you, capital. You just one excuse to drink coffee during a podcast.
0: I, right I was that. getting really
1: thirsty and dry, and so we have we have our very first snow of the year here in Mississippi. It's probably the last.
0: But, but, but at, you brought at, that coffee example just right so you right can drink coffee. <laughs> oh I hate God. to call you out, but I'm no, kind of you out. <laughs> I, I usually
1: do talk about that in terms of trying to illustrate the difference of. Okay. What it is being in a live, present in a live theater situation versus watching a movie. Or what a lot of people are doing now is recording a theatrical event and broadcasting it uh, on television or over the Internet. It's it's a film is what you're making, especially if you're recording it and not. Presenting it live so So what happens a lot is we go through a lot Of debates about I could put on a Play here in this room For you and be over the internet and Have it still be a live experience What's happening here now is happening there Now and we Could find out a capacity to Chat or uh, Share video or whatever else And it would impact what we're doing like I could Do an improv show in Over zoom Um, you Can do it But it's definitely a different experience than being live and in the room together, Uh, almost the same way that church is. You can do church over Zoom, and I and my family have done that for the entire pandemic. But I absolutely know that it is a different experience if I can be in a collective environment. So my preferences for that collective environment, for the safety of my family and whatever we do, church at home uh, and we've been experiencing our theater at home but it is definitely a different thing. So during this time, to your question <clears throat> during this time there's access to a lot of stuff that can start to rekindle that fire for what can happen on stage versus can happen on film. The National Theater in London has put a lot of their stuff online and I want to say for a while they were releasing one show a week and you had it access to it for the week. And then on like the following Thursday, another show would come up. So it started with the play one man, two governors, which starred James Corden. It was his big deal uh, breakthrough was winning a Tony award for one man, two governors. Um, then it uh, was putting on, uh, they did a production of Jane Eyre, one of uh, 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 treasure Island, I want to say. And then, uh, several Shakespeare's, the the Frankenstein with um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Johnny Lee Miller. Uh, so it was like these big deal shows. and And National Theater for some time actually had done live broadcasts. So like you'd pay for a ticket at a movie theater and go to the movie theater and they would broadcast the show live. And then they would continue to, to run it for a couple of days afterwards, I, I think. Uh, so they were taking those and, and broadcasting those. Uh, and so there's a lot of theaters that have some archived material that they're putting it out over different different theater services. Broadway HD is a dot com is a is another service. But as we were just talking about a few minutes ago, there's tons of services out there right now, and right. most of them aren't free. Um, but there is some access to some material like that on, on YouTube or a couple of places like that. Um, and then there are the more local theaters, the regional theaters who are sharing material like that with their communities, uh, so that there is some experience of something that's filmed on a stage and not like a movie. Um, though that's still not necessarily the same representation of being live there in the experience.
0: All right. And that stuff. So there's stuff that you can access for free on YouTube and there's also stuff that you can pay to watch them. Right. Mm -hmm. So if it's like a private performance or anything. Okay.
1: Right. And a lot of times those are the really big scale things. And so the filming of them is pretty good. I mean, if you've participated in theater on, uh, on some level, high school, sometimes college, you know, somebody stuck a camera in the back of the room and videotaped it and told, and told everybody was an archive of the, of the show. And, you know, everybody's really excited to get to see them until they watched it. And the color balance is really terrible and the sound is really terrible. And it's just an awful thing to watch because it's so poorly filmed. Uh, these are people who are doing multi-camera shoots and reshoots sort of the Hamilton uh, thing on Disney plus man the production quality of that is really good in terms of the filming of it the show is great too I'm not saying the show isn't great as well but um, in terms of trying to watch something it isn't just a camera stuck in the back of the room.
0: Do you think there'll be more of that? Because in some ways, that was kind of risky for Hamilton. Because, yeah, you still want to go see Hamilton yourself, but some people were like, "Oh, cool! I watch it at Disney Plus now. I don't have to travel to New York now." And yeah. I have a park and, because and of the pandemic,
1: or, but. or go to the tours or the places that are putting it yeah. up, and you know, so and that was why they waited for a while. So you you know you had the National Theater; they would do those things. Hamilton filmed their show, and a couple of and it's becoming more and more popular to film the show. Um, but that's why Hamilton waited several sure. years to put it out there. Uh, not that they were in danger of losing a whole lot. Cause there's, there's a certain amount of now having access to that thing on Disney plus, we can see how great it is. We hear all the music. We can get even more connected to it or attached to it. And then when it's there live still want to go, Pay to go see it, maybe not five hundred dollars or whatever it was when it came through New Orleans here a couple of years ago. I looked into the tickets and I was like, I could to take my family. I was going to take several kids. It's like I could, I could produce a show right. for the amount of money I was
0: spending to go. see How much family? is the cost to go to Broadway now? I know you know Broadway's very limited at best with pandemic, but if if we're in non-pandemic uh, it's,
1: times, it's closed right now. So right. there's no amount that you can pay right now. Because right, anything. right. One thing, a year or two ago. Well, two the years ago. Price Before everything got shut down, uh, it varies pretty strongly from show to show. Depends on how long the show's been running. If it had been running a long time, then some usually there's access with uh, with other tickets that were a little bit cheaper. Um, but you're talking about a ticket that may run as high as $250. A little bit higher, depending if it's a really hot show, it may go even higher. Um But shows that are around for longer, uh, there's different access to get tickets when everything was open. There's something called the TKTS booth. Uh, It's right in uh, Times Square. It's the center of Times Square. There's also another, um, there's a couple other stops. There's one down by South Street, about South Street Seaport, um, that would sell cheaper tickets. And they would say half price, but sometimes it was more Uh and you might get a ticket for as low as sixty dollars. Um but it could be even less if you're talking about the difference between a a regular play versus a musical. The musicals are gonna be more expensive.
0: So if you take the family Broadway and you say, Okay, let's just go to Broadway, and we're not worried about seeing Hamilton or anything. It could be you know Joe's first Broadway play. That's good enough to be a Broadway. That's right. You're still probably running sixty bucks a ticket to get into that, right?
1: You might. Uh some Some years back, I saw a play that was a, a one that won a Tony Award, and actually the the play itself won a Pulitzer <sighs> Prize. I was able to get a same day ticket in the balcony for twenty dollars, but that okay. was still, that was still a while back. And it's
0: you're scalping, of, right? You're
1: <laughs> no, actually, I went up to the to the to the the ticket window at the theater. It was right before the show went on, a matinee performance of of a play. Um, that was still a while ago. Probably that same ticket might run thirty-five to forty now, but okay. um, but it depends on where you're willing to sit. It's depend on, uh, uh, yeah, looking for that last minute.
0: Uh, and for, you're looking taking a cool.
1: family to New York to go watch uh, a Broadway show. You probably don't want to buy a ticket as you're walking in. You're probably going to want to buy it ahead of time. <laughs>
0: okay, are you? Um, so for like a Columbus, are you looking at what ten twenty bucks to get in the show? If you just oh, want to get in the door,
1: I would think a little bit more. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a thirty to thirty five dollar ticket, uh, depending on the theater and depending on
0: the show. Um, I was uh, surprised, and you probably will know this. Um, what's Toronto's version of Broadway? Don't they have like a? I
1: don't know if they have a specific district. I know that they have shows, long-running shows, the way that Broadway does, like Phantom okay. of the Opera and whatever's been yeah, ever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, because I, I remember the first guessing. major professional show I ever saw was the Phantom of the Opera in Toronto. Yeah,
0: my parents, we took a trip to Toronto. I was in college at the time, and we went to see Phantom, and I was kind of surprised they didn't tell us how much they paid. But like, these are expensive tickets. These are, and we were up in the balcony, and I'm, I'm sitting there like, yeah, this is good, no, but. Overall, is it worth like say it was fifty bucks? I don't know. Maybe it was more than that, less than that. I don't know. But it was weird to be up so high at fifty bucks. I mean, maybe I'm a cheap guy. That's that was my thing. But it, it was strange, you know. Like it was like wow, I can't see the stage that well, and we're paying a lot. It was good experience, but it, was, it just felt. I, I want to
1: say me. when I saw it there, I was sat in the very last row of the balcony. Okay. I want to say that that's where I
0: was. I'm even in the same town you know, Because Does felt like I was
1: where you had been sitting, Raven in the exact same seat? Uh, well, yeah, maybe. and it depends on the show as to whether or not something like that is worth it. Uh, I think a, a, a big scale show like Phantom of the Opera, there's big choral numbers, there's uh, there's large uh, uh, scenic elements that uh, that translate that far back into the room that it's still it's still an experience and still something that's really, really great to be a part of. Again, you're live with it in the room as opposed to, uh, you know, being able to stop it to go uh, get a bag of chips. You know, you you get you get wrapped up in the experience of something in a completely different way. And some in some ways you are then kind of paying for that experience
0: what's a what's a good easy and and again i'm sounding like i'm the cheapest man in the world i'm looking at from i have an eight-year-old that has autism that may not stick around and play for a long time so like we were considering going to a high school production of frozen (laughs) because she loves frozen um is it creepy to try that out when you don't have kids in the play? I mean, I guess if I'm bringing a kid no. myself no, like, no, I no, no. The whole, what's good first. The
1: whole point of doing that kind of show I mean, to go right. and do roses. You want the, the the kids who are attached to something that okay. uh, that they're familiar with to be able to go and have that live experience with. I mean, it really is it takes it to another level. Um and so I think it's definitely definitely worth it. It's definitely not a creepy thing. They're hoping that uh right. that they're appealing to their community uh beyond everybody's closest friends coming to like that's why you do a show like that.
0: And also too for like community theater or, or college theater, is that a good thing to check out just to see like if if you want to see so, the- but there's, there's
1: other things going on. Uh, with a community theater and a college theater versus going on with a, with a professional theater. And I think professional theater, some, there are some times where the difference between a professional theater and a community theater is just whether or not people are paid uh, the same level of quality can exist in either of those places. And I have paid good money to go to a Broadway show that I would have walked out of if it had been a community show oh, where it was okay. just a, it was a bad play and, and it, it was not good. Uh, It was not well performed and there were quality professional actors on Broadway performing this play. And I've gone to community theater shows that were as good an experience as I have ever uh, uh, been taken part in. Um, I've done, I I went and saw a show that was for 15 people in a small room watching one performer. uh, And that was the design of the show was to have that kind of intimacy and, and paying just like a couple of dollars, really, I mean, I think it was maybe a seven dollar ticket to see one of those shows. I, I ended up seeing five of them over the course of an evening. Um, but that was as as compelling a theatrical experience as I've ever been a part of because you're so intimate and re, and close in relationship to what's going on. Uh, so sometimes it's not always spending the most amount of money. Um, but going to see a community theater you you expect and you hope. That a community theater is paying close attention to what's going on in your specific community. So if you're in a smaller town or a, uh, uh, if you, even if you're in a larger city, a community theater in that larger city may be paying closer attention to what's happening in that part of your town. You know, what are the issues that are going on here? What are what are we struggling with? What are we fighting with? Let's get together and share an experience that gets us thinking about this issue in our community in a different way than I'm going to put on Frozen or I'm going to put on uh, Spider-Man the musical and we're hoping to bring in tourists. Sometimes the community theaters can be a lot more in tune with what's going on with you and your family and the way that we're, we're living right now.
0: Yeah, but then sorry, man, you might see Bono. You might you see go. Bono. Bono might take out your local community theater say hey. You never
1: you never know." Uh, and then when you go to see something that's a high school show or or a or a uh, a college show, um, so many of the choices that have to be made for I w- I've been an educator for 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 sixteen years, so I was one of the people who would decide what plays we would do with our college. Um, the, some of the decisions that you're making are, are really about this the student body itself and what the students need to grow as performers. Uh and so going as an audience member to your local high school or your local college uh really is about supporting these students who are spending their time and energy dedicated to this craft that is, you know, sort of a rarity in our our world, somebody who's dedicated to that live experience and uh uh and hopefully dedicated dedicating themselves to speaking something into their community that's positive. Um and so it's part part of what you're doing is supporting the fact that people are doing that kind of work and and spending that time learning it. So yeah, it's sort of a building of a next generation, not necessarily just being a consumer. And it tends to be uh, the price point tends to be a little bit lower for um, the college and, and and high school productions than going to see the big-scale major, whatever.
0: And if you were in Canton, Ohio about 25 years ago, there was a theater class where they had said, students can direct their own plays. And I think we actually sold tickets to that thing. And you could have <laughs> seen the Chris Pugh directorial debut. I don't know what it was what called. You, it was a did play you direct? Adam and Eve, some play by Adam and Eve. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was kind of like mm-hmm. a goofy thing where they were kind of making fun of each other. And I remember playing the old Christian rock band Allies at the end because we had to pick a, a song. Oh, it was the God. old "Devil's a Liar," and I was playing that, and it was just—it oh. was kind of terrifying because I wasn't, shall you say, a good student at that time. And I, I think our friend Tammy gave me a D; it wasn't good. So I probably deserved it. I, I wasn't that. <laughs> I was. That day You mind. know what the hardest thing to do is chase a woman around, pretty much. Wow. I, I was that saying. wouldn't be the
1: first person who got involved in, in yes. any activity uh, for for those reasons.
0: Yes. Uh, uh,
1: I think I got involved in the theater uh, in high school because I was a guy standing around the auditions. I was waiting for somebody else to finish auditioning, and we were doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. So we needed 12 brothers. And so it was... I was standing too nearby friend really, yes. really wanted to audition to be a brother. And I was just like, okay, you do it. And then we'll go hang out. <laughs> I, I and we all got to
0: I, I say, I hate to say this was like the theater. And I, I suggested this topic because we could talk about that. But in high school, I had people question me, why are you in the high school play? I just pointed at the woman in the play. And they were like, yes, I understand why you're in the play. <laughs> so I was just wondering I'm I'm, uh, I like the, theater. Okay. I, then, <laughs> there's a reality
1: to that um, that goes yeah. into uh, just the, the numbers and the people who tend to show up for, yeah. for theater activity, especially in high school and some, to some extent colleges as well as well we regularly have far more uh female participants than male uh and that just becomes part of the the practical reality even as somebody who just then tries to figure out what plays we're going to do a major concern is we have a lot of women and not very many guys so we have to be careful about what shows we pick and we want to get enough opportunities for for all of the the quality female performers that we've got um, and then we get stuck behind uh classic plays that require 20 men and two women you know like uh, all of shakespeare is that way because there weren't any female performers in Shakespeare's day. So well, you, you you had two or three young boys who would would dress as women to play the female roles in Shakespeare. So you only had two or three of those parts.
0: But it's a good thing if you're a young single man. I mean, that's, that's a problem for the directors.
1: You know, sometimes <laughs> you, can, look, so you can look around and look at the numbers. and
0: Yeah, you're like, yay. Anyway, it always a good,
1: it's always a good place for so many young people are looking for uh, a sense of community and a sense of belonging. And some of the best things that you can ever learn as a young person is to be a part of a community that's pulling together to do uh, a a particular thing, a project. And so often young men are pulled towards sports um, and because it's competitive uh, and it, and it goes that direction. And women often get pulled towards things that are artistic um, because it is less competitive. And that suits a lot of people in the, in the broad spectrum of general generalities, but there are a lot of people who don't uh, aren't attracted to the co- competition of sports. And right. uh, there's a lot of people who are not compelled by the uh, by, by the, the community of creating stories. Um, there are people who don't, don't find that compelling at all. And so there's, it's good that there's place for both of those kinds of students to be involved.
0: Yeah. Well, and For me, again, I bring it up. I mean, Joe's interested in the theater. Joe has a theater background, but not just that, just want to kind of open myself up. I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm going to be a big theater guy, but just, uh, you know, I mean, I want to broaden my horizons. I mean, yeah. I spend- and I'd say for, for somebody like you,
1: I would, I would encourage uh, exploring things like, like supporting a college theater program or right. a community theater program that's in your area um, uh, simply, because, simply because of price point, but yeah. um, but also because I think that there's something to uh, supporting your community in that way. Almost the same way that you get attached to, like, well, I, I'm in Jackson, Mississippi. We don't have a lot of professional sports teams in my area, but yeah. I actually, we have a, a, a double-A baseball team. Okay. Um uh the Mississippi Braves. And I really enjoy going to a Mississippi Braves game. I don't go all the time. I'm not a season ticket holder. I'm not that guy. I probably wouldn't go to that many professional sports if I were in a larger town. I'm not big on crowds. I'm, I I you know, that it ends up spending you end up spending a lot of money on food and and all of those right. other things just to be a part of it and parking. Uh right. so Cost-wise, it ends up starting to be similar if you're gonna to go to a lot of it. Um, but I like going to my double-A uh, baseball team and seeing these young players and watching yeah. them pour their hearts out and doing what they want. They do a lot in the community theater to make it about the, the, in the major minor league baseball team to make it about the crowd that's coming. And so you have a lot of fun and enjoy it. And then you get the added bonus of saying, Hey, I saw that player when he was at double a Mississippi Braves yeah. and now he's actually playing in the, in the big leagues. Yeah. I get attached to those, those players who, who came through the Mississippi Braves system. Um, that same thing can happen for you as you participate with community theater, people who are on the rise, people who have, who are really strong performers but have decided to uh to live in a, a, a community like Columbus because that's where they want to live. Um uh, but still want to apply what it is they do, but closer to home.
0: Well, I think it's good too for the podcast. I mean, we've we're not necessarily a big theater podcast, but we've had some actors on, and yeah. I'm I always bring in these movie directors, and I kind of try to shame them into being a movie because that's on my bucket list. I want to be in some type of movie, but that's good. No, we had uh, I'd like to more
1: myself. So if you yeah. if you get get in one, you know, hook a guy up.
0: Well we have a couple of people regularly come on so we we got to keep bumping them. They'll be good. Right. Uh but we we also had um we had an actress come on and I the name is escaping me right now but uh she they had the office musical. I don't know if you heard about this. They were okay. there's a group that writes musicals about these um, sitcoms. And nice. you know they I've get Nice. I of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not just for theater buffs, but casual theater people like me who may not do as right. much theater, but say oh, yeah. I love the, authors the, the, the larger
1: franchises, like a very yes. Harry, a very Potter musical. I think is another one that that somebody it, wrote. It's not really it, like an authorized Harry Potter yes, official, exactly. Cover, but
0: it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we, we talked to her. She's from Columbus. She came in the area. She plays Michael Scott, a woman Michael Scott character, and uh, it was very interesting. So. Yeah, that's the where you have a little bit more fun
1: with something like that in a in a in a parody musical sort of environment. It's to to play with the the form and the mode of what, uh, of what that more popular story is. Say so what are <clears throat> what are some different ways that we can sort of expand that out?
0: Very good. Well, you know, it's Joe, and like I said, he's been a part of our Steelers podcast, and we definitely want to talk to him and Paul about. I don't know. We got to figure what we're going to talk about. I, I think pop culture is always a fun thing. I, I think you kind of bring that um, background, and I think Paul, being our pastor in the bunch, he could bring a religious, so we'll have to find pop culture where pop culture and religion intersects or something. I don't know. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it'd be good. But we're kind of morphing into that because our darn Steelers can't stay in the playoffs. Like I mean,
1: got a little bit of time off for the Steelers. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, nothing against <laughs> pop culture religion, but I was hoping we'd have this conversation maybe March after, you know, we have our virtual <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl we, parade we, and all that other we stuff. Know, so that we're going to have to have, have that Steelers podcast. Yeah, well, we, we've we had to have the Super Bowl parade here, and obviously sure. all the Steelers will be coming on the Steelers podcast for weeks and weeks to come. But Absolutely. sadly, they're always I was looking at- out they're going to leave the team. <laughs> right,
1: really? That was going to be my favorite? Were we going to break down the parade? The parade. Or have the parade here.
0: Just a virtual here. parade, you
1: know? Uh, have a float in the parade that is the the, the Steelers podcast.
0: Well, you would have like three cars going across your front Mississippi. I'd have a couple <laughs> cars going across the front of my yard.
1: I and- would well, still have my version of the parade here in Jackson. It's yeah. just me driving around. Uh, nobody really knows that it's a parade, but it's just me driving around.
0: Well, or like your kids in <laughs> bikes. like you know, On the road, coming across. They just yell "Go Steelers!" and that's about it. All my kids go in front, pull out of his kids. So it'll be the creepiest, shortest parade ever. It'll be bad. So, but no, but hey, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, meant to be. Probably because been-
1: of relief that comes. I'm not going to lie. Uh, yeah. the, the the Sunday starts to get tied up with what's happening with the Steelers, and and I'm an emotional person, uh, and so. Yeah. Uh, I, I get tied up with what's happening with the Steelers. My wife tried to talk to me during uh, the first quarter, and, you know, it, it wasn't good. I wasn't responding well. <laughs>
0: so we can focus on more pop culture and other fun stuff. 28
1: to nothing. Don't try to talk to me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Instead of annoying our wives for the Steelers, we'll ignore our wives because of the pop culture stuff we watch. It'll be great. Always a little so
1: be good. People so now be that we're good. not so angry all the time about how bad the Steelers played in the beginning of every game.
0: <laughs> we'll be angry about pop culture, angry about theater. We'll be like, you "Leave me alone! I'm watching this old watching stranger." This <laughs> yeah, this <play>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. There's a um, "How I Met Your Mother" on from season six. We're watching. You know, <laughs> it'll be great. <laughs> Our poor wives. <laughs> you know. Uh, Sorry, Shannon. We we respect you. Oh, well. All right. Well, Joe, thanks again. Sit around for a second afterwards. Uh, And, yeah, always good to hang out with Joe. And next week we'll be hanging out with Paul, too. We're, We're looking forward to it. Have a great day, everybody.